Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, the Cougars on the way to a milestone night tonight. They lead 13-7. to They've already tied their season high in hits in a game. They're one shy of most extra base hits in a game and one base shy of total bases as one gets away from Reed McLaughlin. Falling off the mound, it's behind the hitter Mitchell Dixon for ball one. A mulligan here for McLaughlin. No malicious intent there. He just fell off the mound, and that one just uh, sailed away on him. So 1-0, a noisy 1-0 here in the top of the seventh. That's piped and grounded to short. Jackson Clough rears back, fires the Deming, retires Dixon at first base. So the 6-3 makes it one gone here in the top of the seventh. We were into the seventh inning, and BYU was a six-run lead. BYU's 13 runs are four shy of a season high for runs in a game. And the season high came in the last game, right? So in the last two games, BYU scored 30, 17-4 on Saturday, and 13-7 so far here on Thursday. The bats come alive on a chilly night in Provo. And that's another grounder to Clough. He'll handle again. Fire low, picked off nicely from the pellets by Deming. Two gone. So Clough got uh, two sharp looks. First throw is perfect. Second one less than, but handled cleanly by Deming. Took it off the turf, and two gone here in the seventh. BYU leading at 13-7. to Nice play by Deming. was Wyatt Young retired on the second consecutive 6-3 for Pepperdine. Now Quincy McAfee, number two hitter, starting shortstop, is in. Righty looking at righty and looking at strike number one from Reed McLaughlin. So McLaughlin on the hill. Seeing his third inning of work, having replaced Jordan Wood. Wood went four complete. McLaughlin since. The highlight inning for McLaughlin was back-to-back-to-back strikeouts. One, two, three. The side retired on Kays in the sixth. He now works in the seventh, gets two ground outs, Clough to Deming, and now looking at Quincy McAfee with the third batter of the inning. The 0-1 to McAfee to 1-1 with two gone. Greg Rubel, Tuckett Slade, your commentary tandem here at Miller Park. We're back with you tomorrow night. Then I'll have Scott Haas with me on Saturday, former BYU pitcher. I have good to have Scotty on here. He's a good dude. A former broadcast colleague of mine as well from back in the day at KSL. How many years ago was that? It was a few. Not too many. <laughs> not too many. This century. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. One and two. That swung on and just fouled down the first baseline by McAfee. Stay one and two with two gone here in the seventh. will be stretching after the next out. This is a night when that uh, hoodie has probably come in handy for McAfee tonight. Yes, it does. <laughs> Luckily, it's not as windy as it was earlier because this time of night no, with it the was, wind. It, it was brisk. It's brisk. You, you figure these poor guys from Malibu, just a shock to the system, yeah. right? McLaughlin kicks and fires. Short hopper that McLaughlin will handle. Overhand it to Deming. And the side retired, so three grounders. Nothing left the infield. So the last two innings of work for McLaughlin, three strikeouts and three grounders, that's good work. That's really good work. Great job, Reed. So we're through six and a half. We hit the seventh inning stretch. BYU 13, Pepperdine 7 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Greg Rubel. Well, the BYU Cougars, a perfect 10-0 when scoring 10 or more, and they've done more tonight. 13 across, 13-7, BYU leading Pepperdine in the bottom of the seventh here at Larry H. Miller Field, Miller Park in Provo, Utah. Great to have you with us. Greg Rubel and Tuckett Slade with you tonight. As Mitch McIntyre comes to the plate. Mitch, two for three with a run on RBI. Mitch hitting 282 on the year. Slugging just south of 500. His on-base percentage 400 plus. Looks like they snuck in a, a new pitcher on us. Lefty. Number 25. 15. They went to, and he's, and he's a seldom used pitcher. As in, not on our roster with that jersey number. Yeah, that's So the only left-handed hitter that Pepperdine had been throwing was a weekend starter, Lucas. And this doesn't look to be him. So now Lucas goes 50, 50, but he's a weekend starter. This is jersey number 15, which isn't even on our roster. And so it's going to be a pitcher that uh, hasn't been used. Possibly be Calvin Wood, number 39, with the wrong jersey. I'm just looking at left-handers. So we need to, yeah, and they really are, they really only throw regularly the one lefty, Lucas. Everyone else sees very little work. So we'll look for a clarification on who this player actually is because the jersey number he's wearing is not on the roster. So we'll get some help on that as mystery pitcher has McIntyre looking at a 3-1 and one here in the bottom of the 7th. McIntyre, sharp grounder to first. Lutz will handle slide and barely get there. He barely had enough momentum on that slide to beat McIntyre to first, but Justin Lutz does handle and so a sharp ground out, McIntyre directly to the first baseman. And one is retired here in the bottom of the seventh. Keaton Kringlin, BYU DH. Now at the plate, one for four with a run. And again, every Cougar starter has has a hit tonight, at least one hit. So righty hitter and lefty thrower. We'll hope to get you a name for this pitcher here momentarily, but he's wearing, again, a jersey number that's not part of the Pepperdine roster list. And there aren't too many left-handed options to look at, but there are a couple. But of those guys, they've not been throwing regularly. Calvin Wood is one. Edward Yost is another. Brendan Sindrick is another. And I'm going to go with Sindrick as that is ripped down the third baseline and foul. Does that guy look like 6'4", 185 to you? Uh, kind of, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Sindrick. I'm going to guess on him. He wears jersey number 52. He's in 15 tonight. And so we'll see if that ends up being uh, correct or not. But Sindrick has seen... uh, I don't think he's... I don't think Sindrick has actually pitched yet. So it'll be tough to necessarily ID him at this point. Yeah, I'm I'm trying hard to figure it out, too. I cannot figure out who this is pitching. So they're really making us work here, giving us a number that's not on the roster, and we should catch up on the count. It is 2-2 two and two now to Keaton Kringlin with one gone here in the bottom of the seventh. BYU 13, Pepperdine 7. Again, forgive uh, the machinations as we try and identify the mystery pitcher for the Waves. It could be, could be a Calvin Wood, maybe 6-2-170, as that's striped up the middle and a single for Keaton Kringlin off a 2-2 pitch. So BYU's Kringlin is at first here in the bottom of the seventh, and BYU with a six-run lead. 
And it looks like we're going to have pinch hit, pinch hitter here, and Jaron Hall going to make his first at-bat of the weekend. So Hall in for Ho- Hobbs Nyberg. Did you find out the mystery? Mystery solved? Yeah, it is Grant George. Grant George. Grant George, 6'2", 180, freshman from Flower Mound, Texas. Where's number 18 normally, 15 tonight. So Grant George, left-handed hurler, is on the mound with BYU. Bringing Jaron Hall in, and the pinch hitter Hall singles sharply to left field. Stopping at second is Kringlin. And Jaron Hall has runners at first and second for BYU. Yeah, nice job. Come in and get a good piece to hit there by Jaron Hall. 19 hits. So back-to-back singles for BYU here in the bottom of the seventh. 19 hits, extending BYU's career high, surpassing the previous mark of 17. And total bases, new high for BYU as well. BYU's previous high was 28. Thirteen to seven, Cougs here in the bottom of the seventh. Jaron Hall at first, Keaton Kringlin at second, and Casey Jacobson at the plate. And Jacobson three for four with five RBIs, two home runs, and a run-scoring single in the sixth. We hit in the bottom of the seventh here. Do the Cougars thirteen to seven lead over Pepperdine? Oh one with one gone here to Jacobson. The left-hander, George, third pitcher of the night. Stoutland gave way to Slattery, who gives way to George. Again, it took us a little while to identify the pitcher as he's pitching in a non-roster number. He's wearing 15. Grant George's name. First and second for the Cougs. Off speed, one and one with one gone. Casey came in batting 175 on the year with four RBIs. And here he is now batting 227 with 10 RBIs now. Or he's got five. It's just five today, right? Yeah, so nine RBIs. Nine now. RBIs. Doubled, more than doubled his season output. And again off. And Jacobson swinging and missing one and two. One and two with one out here at the bottom of the seventh. So one of the reasons George was hard to identify, Tuckett, it's his first appearance. Okay. That's interesting. So, so first appearance and wrong number, that'll, that, that'll leave you searching. That'll definitely leave you searching. <laughs> A little extra work done here in the bottom of the seventh, but mystery solved. And the Cougar hitting is a mystery that Waves have not been able to solve as that goes 3-4 hole, but collected by the second baseman, ranges over and throws out. Jacobson at first advancing to second and third respectively are Kringlin and Hall so with two gone runners in scoring position for BYU in the bottom of the seventh two of them with a six run lead so Jacobson the ground out 4-3 and the top of the order is back up for BYU Brian Sue Sue on one for four with a couple of runs scored extending his hit streak to seven games earlier tonight Righty hitter Sue, lefty thrower George. 
Tugon here in the seventh. That's hit sharply, ranging to his left. The second baseman makes another throw to first, and that's Young to Lutz for back-to-back grounders and ground outs, and BYU's inning has ended. We're through seven complete, 13-7. to BYU leading Pepperdine on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU perfect 17-0 and leading after seven. It's BYU leading after seven, 13-7, our score. And BYU has scored over the last two games around number 30 runs between Saturday at San Diego and Thursday here tonight. The last time BYU scored 30 or more in over back-to-back games happened in the first two games of a three-game set against Portland in May almost two years ago. They scored 34 in the first two games of a three-game set. As ripped. Diving to his right and throwing to Deming to throw out Belk in first place. What a play from Brian Sue. Brian that was Sue. ripped, appeared to be 4-5 hole. He goes to his right, stabs, jumps, and throws to get him at first. That's a special play. He is so talented, that kid. He can play any position on the field. Man, good for you, Brian Sue. So we talked about earlier in the game how he handled earlier tonight fielding chance number 200 without an error. He's a 200-plus still without an error. And that's one where you might have, yeah, you absolutely. know, come up and thrown it awry. Instead, he just nails him at first and now handles <laughs> a line drive. So, Sue, back-to-back outs for BYU. Sue to Deming for out number one and then handles the looping line drive for out number two. Too quickly gone here in the eighth. Well, there's no way I would allow Jordan over there to give him an error on that with him diving because that <laughs> was such the a, effort. Yeah, just because that was an unbelievable yeah, that's effort. Yeah, that's a good point. You yeah. have to almost call yeah. that one a hit uh, as hard as sure. Brian had to work for that. So too quickly gone here in the eighth. McLaughlin stays on the hill. And uh, McLaughlin now is into his fourth inning of work, right? Yep. And so his his career high in innings worked, I think, is four. Yeah, four innings against uh, Northwestern earlier this year. So if he, uh, and and I believe he came in with none out. So it would be four complete, right? If he gets through this inning, he'll be be four complete and tie his career high. McLaughlin's pitched well, and BYU's played well. Well, he's put up zeros, Greg. I mean, he came in when they had scored the one run. He got out of that inning and has put zero, 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 and hoping for another zero here. So you really, really did exactly what you needed on a night like tonight. Mm, inside high to two and one on Billy Cook, starting left fielder, hitter number five in the order tells you how for the cra- Waves. Tells you how crazy this game is, Greg. Cougs have left 12 runners on and have put up 13 runs. The Waves have scored seven runs, only left one mm. guy on base. That's unbelievable. Top side of the zone for two and two with two gone here in the eighth. And that's because it's a long ball, right? Three big long balls were six of their seven runs. Billy Cook looking at the two and two offering from Reed McLaughlin. McLaughlin has gone three and two-thirds, one more out, and will have tied his career high longest outing. And there it is, strikeout for McLaughlin, strikeout number four for Reed. And that's one shy of a career high in strikeouts for a game. So, side retired, ground out, line drive out, strikeout, and through seven and a half. BYU leads it 13-7 to on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Greg Rubel. Bottom eight, BYU by six, 13-7, Noah Hill at the plate. The right-handed hitting Hill, the left-handed throwing George stays in the game. 
The Waves had only one regular left-handed thrower, and that was Easton Lucas, who's a weekend starter. But they brought out the mystery man, George, tonight in a jersey number not on our list. And he is on the hill and getting a second inning of work facing Hill and now one and one to Noah. I mentioned last inning that uh, BYU scored 30 or more runs over consecutive games for the first time in two years. That Portland series was kind of memorable. It was a 50-run series. They went 23, then 11, then 16 in the three games to outscore the Pilots 50 to 25. Great. That that first game where we scored 23, we won 23-20 or 23-19. It was 23-19. The game yeah. took like uh, five and a half hours. Yeah, and it was the most craziest game I've ever, no, it was ever insane. been a part of. Oh, Noah Hill drilled in the back by George. By George, I think he got him. Yeah. <laughs> that, one, that one set up perfect. I love that. So Hill will trot to first. And he'll uh, feel that in the morning. That was... Square in the back. Brock Hale stepping in. Righty-lefty matchup. The tall southpaw, George, out of the stretch with Hill at first, having reached on a hit-by-pitch. Outside corner, strike one here in the top of the eighth. Beg your pardon, bottom of the eighth inning. 13-7, BYU leading it. 19 hits for BYU, season high. Numbered down the third baseline, charging hard, throwing low, and not catching Hale. It's two of those. Yep. So Maudlin had to really hit it hard. It wasn't Maudlin charging the... It was. It was yeah, Maudlin. It was Maudlin. Yeah. Maudlin came in hard, did catch it on the grass part of the infield, the turf grass part of the infield, but fired the first not in time to catch Hale. So first and second, none out here in the bottom of the eighth. Is that a four-for-four four day for Brock? With two walks? I think so. Four for four. With uh, with a couple of walks, yep. And that's nubbed to the shortstop. who will just uh, shovel it to third base, catch the lead runner. So first runner retired and one out, still first and second. Yeah, not so a battle reaches on a fielder's choice. A runner retired at third. Real headsy play there by McAfee. That's the only way he's got a chance to get Clough, uh, Clough. The out because Clough hits that in the hole. There's no way you're going to throw him out at first. And with the the not so quick a foot hill running from second to third, you're able to get that force out at third. So good headsy play there by McAfee. So 6-5 retire at third. Hale to second. Clough at first. First and second. One out. Bottom of the eighth. Austin Deming stepping in. George off speed and ball one. 1 0 to Deming. BYU with a six run lead, 13 7. Pepperdine led this game 4 0. And since then, it's a 13 3 in BYU's favor. And the Cougars have hit the 20 hit plateau. Previous high before tonight was 17 hits. New standard set at 20. 37 hits the last two games. It's mm. crazy. San Diego was 17 runs on 17 hits. Yeah. 17 angry, angry, angry hits, to be exact. 17 ticked off for good reason hits. Yeah, absolutely. 2-0 yeah. to Deming here in the bottom of the eighth. 
So there's a, there's a hitting story, and we've just told you a bit about it, as BYU scored 13 runs on 20 hits. Then there's a pitching story that's kind of Reed McLaughlin's to author tonight, and we'll see if he gets to finish off that final chapter here in the ninth. But appear that way. Reed's had a heck of a night. We'll tell you a bit about it once the side is retired, and that is striped to left center field. Will it stay in the park? It will. Earlier in the night, that might have been carried out. Uh, this one stayed near the track and a long fly out, two out. It definitely would have been out of here earlier in the game. Good swing there by Deming. That was cracked cleanly, and we saw some balls leave the yard early. We saw five home runs, and they all came in the first four or five innings when the wind was a little more prevalent. That was almost to the warning track. Center fielder made the catch. Mitch McIntyre. Stepping back in. In the bottom of the eighth. McIntyre tonight, two for four with the run scored in an RBI. First pitch offering is on the inside of the plate and too far inside, 1-0. BYU 13, Pepperdine 7. BYU with a win tonight would go to 23-8, 9-4 in West Coast Conference play. Pepperdine would fall to 16-13, 7-6. A little bit of separation between BYU and the Waves, certainly, and Pepperdine part of a clump of teams in the WCC outside the top three right now in that fourth-place battle as it's fouled back by McIntyre. One and, and one with and, two gone. And the one thing as a staff that we like to look at is not so much the loss column is the win column. We're chasing 15, 16 wins. That usually gets you into the tournament for us. Is It's been the last uh, five or six years. 15 to 16 wins gets you in. Anything above that, and you got a chance to actually win the league. Well, Pepperdine won it with 17 last yeah, year. Exactly. Right? And the year we won it the year before in the three-way tie, there were three teams tied with 20 wins. One and one here with two out to McIntyre in the bottom of the eighth. That's ball two, so two and one. LMU, nine and three, first place. BYU at eight and four. Then percentage-wise, you're going to stick in St. Mary's as one series shy. They're at six and three. Then you've got three teams at seven and five. Pep, USF, and Gonzaga all at seven and five. San Diego one game back at six and six. So there you have seven teams more or less clumped right now, all with a, with a shot to go to Stockton, you'd think. You yeah, just feel pretty good about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. And and. I was reading something today, and I've been reading it over weeks because they call me the RPI guy. I'm the one that's checking every minute of the day and figuring all these numbers out and all the good stuff that really makes no sense to me. But we have the sixth-rated league right now in the RPI in the country. That's pretty impressive. Sixth-rated league. That just shows you how good our league is. BYU the RPI leader, but not alone in the top 50 at all as the 3-1 offering is swung on and missed by... Mitch McIntyre, you see LMU top 50, BYU top 50, Gonzaga top 50, just outside the top 50 Pepperdine. It's a good win in every way tonight if BYU hangs on to get this year yeah, tonight. absolutely. A top 60 RPI win against a regular season champion from last year and a team that has been in many, many NCAA postseasons. Three and two. The two gone. Runners on the move and a swing and a miss by Mitch McIntyre. He K's to end the inning. We're going to go to the ninth. BYU leading at 13-7 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Greg Grubel. We go to the ninth inning. BYU looking to finish off a series opening win over the Pepperdine Waves. BYU 13, Pepperdine 7 on the mound in what is now his longest career outing. 
is Reed McLaughlin. Boy, Reed has been special tonight. Into his fifth inning of work, his previous high was four complete, now into five, and he's one strikeout away from a career-high tying fifth strikeout. We're going to give you Reed's evening here in a moment as he looks at the first hitter of the ninth. Number six hitter, the left-handed hitting starting center fielder Corey Wills. Swing and a miss by Wills. So Reed quickly out in front. Reed's first inning of work saw back-to-back ground balls, including an inning-ending inducing double play. So he got out of the inning with no harm done. Back-to-back ground balls having replaced Jordan Wood. As that's lifted foul down the left field line and out of play. That was his first inning of work. Got out with ground balls. Then his next inning was three up, three down, all strikeouts. Struck out the side. Then his next inning of work was back-to-back-to-back ground outs. Then his last inning of work was a ground out, a line out, and a strikeout. So four complete innings. Nothing leaves the infield. Four strikeouts. And cleaning up everything that was left. Yeah, it's fantastic. Exactly what you needed, especially because they were so explosive early with with the home run ball. The 0-2 to Wills, safely high, 1-2. and Because before that, they had had nine hits, right, and seven runs before he got on the mound. Jordan Wood left with BYU leading it 8-7, to but it pitched four complete. The next four went to Reed and now into a fifth to close it out and get the win, right? Yep, get the win as well. And that would make him 5-0. and Reed came into the evening 4-0 and on the year. This is 15th appearance. Hasn't had a start. He's, everything's out of the pen. This is now his 35th inning of work, and he's at 31 strikeouts. Swinging a foul over the screen to the left. Stays 2-2 two and two to Wills. I see the name Wills, and I think of Mari. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this kid is a good player from Bishop Gorman High School down in Vegas. Talented, pa- talented player. Really can run. Got power. Really strong arm. Swung through it, and that is strikeout number five. Ties a career high for Reed McLaughlin. So a new career high in work duration and a career high tying fifth strikeout. Is there more in that arm here in the ninth inning? We'll see. It was Aron Modlin steps to the plate. And of uh, the five strikeouts for Reed, four are swinging Ks. He's around the zone. He's a guy that just forces you to have to come because he'll just attack you. He's not going to give it to you. He's going to attack, and you have to you have to go beat him. Now, Jordan Wood left with five as well. So it's a ten-strikeout yeah. night for BYU. Five from Woody and five from Reed McLaughlin in relief. Now, Woody did get knocked around a bit, but when he's around the zone, he can be a tough customer as well. Fouled off the plate. I just love to see the way the team responded. Okay, he gave up the four spot on some loud hits in the first inning. They came back. In the second inning, he put up a four spot. And in the third, put up a four spot. And it's like, hey, they gave him a chance to get a win. You know, he couldn't get out of the fifth, so he wasn't able to get that possibility for a win. But they responded to his not great start. And that's what you have to do if you're a good team. Aron Modlin has a struck out twice in his three at-bats. Right-handed hitting Modlin. Looks at strike two. One and two for Reed. Well, we see a new career high set here. Again, he's tied the career high at 5Ks. Will he get a sixth here in the ninth? 13-7, to BYU in the top of the ninth. Looking to close out the waves. We're back here tomorrow night for game two, middle game of this three-game set. 13-7, to Cougs top nine, one and two from McLaughlin. And that's ripped up the middle. Single for Modlin. 
His second hit of the night. Two for four with a couple of singles. And Justin Lutz to the plate. And the first hit given up by Reed. Yep. Had a perfect night going in relief. And nothing hurt there. Got yourself a six-run lead. Just pitch to contact here. Keep the ball down. Get your little double play ball to get out yeah. of this inning. That's how he got out of his first inning of work tonight. Yeah. With a double play. We'll see if they can do it again here with Lutz at the plate. Lutz has a one hit, but it was resounding. It was a to-the-trees two-run home run. And that's a line drive and doubled up. There's a double play. Is Modlin off first? Sue catches the liner, steps on first, and that's how the ball game ends. Double play. A little unconventional, but they got it. Fantastic. So Reed McLaughlin goes five complete for the win. Career high tying, five strikeouts, career long, five innings of work, and BYU bouncing back after giving up a four spot in the first to score 13 of the next 16 and win it by a score of 13 to 7. 13 runs on 20 hits for BYU. Jordan Wood got knocked off the mound by a pretty hot hitting Waves team, but then coming in and shutting him down the rest of the way was Reed McLaughlin. Reed was on tonight. And the Cougs are on to Friday with a win in the series opener, 13-7. to yeah, Good work. It really is, Greg. And the key is you want to get game one of a series so you have the easier chance to win the series. The goal is to win every series from here on out, and you have a chance to win this league. Well, you've done that tonight by coming out and winning game one. That's a fantastic job. So BYU back-to-back wins. Got the series finale in San Diego. Get the series opener against Pepperdine here tonight. BYU goes to 23-8, and 9-4 eight, eight, uh, and four in the WCC. Pepperdine falls to 16-13, and 7-6 in the West Coast Conference. We'll have stats and post-game commentary with Mike Littlewood coming up here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.